Welcome back to the last episode of Hollow's Pod. Um, maybe not ever, but for now, it's the last of season one slash two after the pilot. And today we have with us Phoebe, who is a Leeds Arts graduate from Visual Communications, or Bizcom, as it likes to be abbreviated to. Mm. And they set up CAFs, which is a really amazing initiative. Yeah, Phoebe, introduce yourself, love. Thanks for having me, Tom. Um, yeah, Collaborate at First Sight was a organisation, I suppose I could call it, that was set up within the last year. And the aim of it is to break down the barriers of networking between creatives because it's a very, or it can feel like a very elitist sort of space where you've got someone who knows someone's mum. It's always like that. It's kind of the Nepo babies that take over the creative industry. So I was getting towards the end of uni and thinking, oh my God, like I haven't found all the people that I would have hoped I would have collaborated with because we had lockdown and I didn't meet all the people that I would have hoped to have had met. And how do I meet these people? Mm-hmm. I'll start running a networking event. And that's why I started CAFs. A hundred percent. And did you feel like COVID kind of really took us up? Because obviously you, when I came to uni, it was... I, like soft covid is the only way to describe it because like it was still covid and we were locked in but like it wasn't as extreme because you guys were in halls and it was when it all happened you were all like we need to move home we need to do this we need to do that do you feel like that really hindered you in terms of kind of your creativity to inspire this to be kind of come to fruition well yeah i'm i was on a degree i was doing visual communication it's a very hands-on degree it was a broad degree anyway so I could have gone in any direction, but my particular interest has been towards going into radio production, actually. So equipment-wise, I could record stuff on my phone, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't have access to all the facilities that I would have liked to have had access to. That was like me doing this pod, like 100%. Like I didn't have a studio, I was saying this. Yeah. You want to have like that kind of crisp because obviously we're doing this not off our own back, but in a huge way off our own back. Mm. I was like looking at other podcasts, which are big podcasts, and they're in a studio, and they've got the mics, they've got everything set up, and it's how do I take this seriously, yeah. but without necessarily the functions? Because obviously, broadcasting for a uni like ours is, I think it's it's not it's a bit slept on. Like it's not kind of massively. I don't know. There's a lot of people from our courses that have gone into that. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I got pointed in. The direction, um, there's some great tutors, so my tutor Lucy uh, pointed me in the direction of a guy called James, oh, I can't remember his surname. But, Either way, Mr. James, um, life-changing man. <laughs> I think his name was James. Um, and he had done some podcasting. So yeah, yeah, it's all a bit new. So I was having to discover a lot of this by myself um, and um, reach out to producers in the industry. But then the good thing was that, like, that was pushing me to get in contact with mm-hmm. people who were in the industry. So I've, I've now opened up those connections. Those doors. How did you, was it kind of like a LinkedIn job that you found people or like... Well, like... because I'm passionate about it, I listen to a lot of radio so i'd listen to radio 4 is your go-to yeah it? radio 4 so i'd listen to write down what producers i'd heard had uh, oh, done. of course because they say at the end who yeah. produced it didn't they I did, i'd sit i'd 
put down who I liked. If I'd liked the program, I'd just listen to. I'd write mm -hmm. down the producer's name and I'd maybe reach out to them. So Eleanor McDowell Ellen mm -hmm. is one of them. What does she produce? Because that really rings a bell. Falling Tree Productions. She... But has she got a Radio 4 one that's quite known? Is she a Radio 4 person? They produce a lot uh, Falling Tree Productions do a lot of stuff for Radio 4 but I think it's quite a small team but she's just been really lovely with giving mm -hmm. advice to me because but... it's it's one of those things obviously I'm in fashion so it's kind of I can reach out to a brand and I think you kind of don't need to be educated to reach out to a brand in my kind of the work that I'm in so I can just kind yeah. of LinkedIn it or do that for example like our friends at the Creative Advertising they've got everything from LinkedIn but in terms of radio like I don't ever think it's not advertise not even advertise your path after uni yeah i think it's quite hard to be pushed not even pushed into but supported and to kind of have that established as a kind of black no creative path is black and white but yeah no, black and white path. right now I'm, I'm i'm it's coming up to a year since i graduated and i have been trying to find internships myself this year to get experience in radio because my degree was visual communication so i settled on the fact that i wanted to do radio produce radio um and there were weren't tutors that were specialized to to that of mm. course because of the nature of the degree mm -hmm. so i had to do a lot of my own like homework um and i've applied for internships at global and places like that and bbc fast track production scheme mm -hmm. got rejected from that which is fine i'll just take it. it on the chin bbc isn't all but it slept what anyway. makes me what makes me laugh about the bbc because obviously my mum does bits like with radio 4 and stuff is with mum working with radio 4 she's done her bits but i was quite surprised when it came to mum working with radio 4 because she does thought for the day i always thought that she'd had to be shipped off go straight to london yeah. and record it whereas no it's literally the case that yeah. she does it often literally on voice memos with a yeah. under a duvet yeah. with headphones in yeah. and that when she first started doing radio 4 that surprised me so much because i thought surely thought for the day they would have pushed you straight into that but actually how it works mm. with thought for the day is you get paid a, a set rate for the time that you do and then you kind of get given this 24 hour reactive time scale so she can have one script that's written and if something changes in the news like that she suddenly has to change everything yeah and then it's just recorded under her duvet which baffles me because i i think the bbc is interesting in terms yeah. of that excite, uh, excites me i i don't want to be in a job that has you have to do the same thing every mm -hmm. day day in day out i i like tackling new challenges and trying to find different ways to solve problems so radio also, i feel because collaboration is such a huge part of what you're passionate about well, yeah being in radio when you get to meet new people and collaboration is networking so yeah and that's obviously all about what cast is about so mm. being in radio you're meeting new people every day you're handling new general personalities which is a great thing yeah, it makes a lot of sense as to why I started CAFs and also my career focus is in radio, networking with people. I'm actually a little bit of a shy person, um, really, but I'm a big talker. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a very chatty person. I just don't like small talk mm -hmm. with people. I, I prefer to get deep into conversations. I don't think anyone enjoys small talk. Like, <laughs> genuinely, I think from coming so, to But you, some people it... can just, some people can just go down to the pub and chat. And I just literally, I cannot go to the pub, just sit there and 
entertain small talk mm-hmm. because it frustrates me mm-hmm. and I well I think when we met we met at the pub and then I started coming around to the house and we'd have more conversations and we'd yeah. actually have meaningful conversations aside from meaningful conversations are the only that conversations I, I can be asked to have yeah honestly I which, which basically shows how radio is what you're made for yeah because no one podcast that is because obviously there's such a great difference between podcasting radio podcasting and radio which I think has kind of been it's kind of been lost a bit in the past few years and I think because yeah. podcasting's took such a storm and obviously radio has moved a lot to podcasts like I know Sandy Toxfic she has quite a good podcast podcasting's great because it means like everyone should be able to have a go like of course i remember i was seven years old i found my mum's tape recorder literally Mm -hmm. with a tape in it and i recorded my own radio show with her tape recorder and i off my cd player i played queen and i introduced queen tracks and i was like Mm -hmm. hello this is phoebe lothian and now we're gonna have bohemian rhapsody Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i was doing that when i was like seven years old like I think podcasts are great because it means that people are able to be- express themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole new market as well. Like it's... But there's a difference between podcasting and, and like radio, radio, radio and, and radio programs, programs that are made for the radio. Mm-hmm. Because they, it, it's essentially, I suppose, it's almost when you have a program on the radio, it's like having, it's the equivalent to having your work hung in the, mm-hmm. in the exhibition, in a yeah. gallery. And also with radio, it's not... That's the platform. Like, you've got no other choice but Podcasting is like the social media, and radio is a bit more like mm-hmm. the... Like, podcasting now seems to be kind of a set for influencers to take, because it's, this is another way for you to get what you're chatting about out there. Yeah. But it was funny, and not funny, but when you said about when you were younger, and you listen, you were listening to radio, and then you made made your own radio show at home. I remember this for me, I don't know if you will. Do you remember when Radio 4 came out with a kid's version? Oh, I should know. It was, I think I was probably about six or seven, because I remember it so poignantly. Like, it had a really cringe name, and I can't quite remember the branding of it. But Barney Hart, I remember my, my birthday, I think the tickets were free, but my dad took me to a Radio 4 live thing, but it was a kid's one, and it was Barney Harwood from Prank Patrol oh, yeah. and Michael Mopergo presenting it oh yeah and that we went and saw the whole radio show in public and mm. i think that was the first time that radio had ever really been really made and introduced to children which really shocks me because i feel radio was such a great way to educate a... and yes yeah educate i always i'll always know that the archers theme tune you can do cpr too my yeah <laughs> my my whole thing with radio is it's comfort mm-hmm. that's why it's always on in your house that's... it's always on in the background in a yeah. lot of cases yeah exactly i've grown up with radio we weren't a tv focused household yeah really weren't my family are, are not television but, but the radio is like central to to my family and mm-hmm. so it's no wonder that i want to make radio mm-hmm. programs uh radio for uh, the shipping forecast is something that i used to like fall asleep to it my makes s- me laugh the shipping forecast i because... love it neil newness has the best voice in the world I'm i wish just like i had a voice like that i don't it makes me laugh how it's such a kind of like ingrained not societal but just like a, a known fact that the shipping yeah. forecast is still done because it's, it's no an one really cares but it's it's that respected institution of yeah um but yeah and uh, the education part of it i've learned more from listening to radio for since i left um education academic mm-hmm. education yeah, yeah, at 18 when i when i finished my a levels i've learned way more from the radio than i've and, and in a way that i can actually process mm-hmm. it and and take the information in and use it in real life yeah. whereas in school uh, it was just taught to me it was taught at me um and so yeah i i'm a really curious person so mm-hmm. i want to make radio 
programs about world, about mm-hmm. life, about people. I love chatting to people, um, hearing their stories and working out what makes them tick, I guess. Yeah, and of course. But like, yeah, just like the nitty gritty of life and trying to figure out altogether what the hell we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're able to broadcast that out to people mm-hmm. and people can identify with that. It's just a nice feeling. It's, it's community. Mm-hmm. And that ties in with CAFs, doesn't mm-hmm. it, really? 100%. So, And that's kind of built your brand and that's what inspired why, it. Yeah. yeah, that's why something a project like CAFs is so important to me because cause commu- community is mm-hmm. important to me. Radio is community. CAFs is a community. I just want to be, I just mm-hmm. want to be around people. I also think like with radio, it's one of those things that is almost, because it's always on the background, it's kind of like by osmosis. You'll always somehow be absorbing what's on through the radio. Yeah. Because you're not focusing, but it's still there in the back of your head. So it's yeah. a really amazing thing. When you're saying obviously about CAFs and how this is all inspired CAFs and it links with that collaboration and everything, I think we should definitely shout out the amazing event you just put on. Yay. And eventing is a big part of what kind of like Holos is aiming to do and like all of our stuff. And yeah, that event that Phoebe just put on, you work so so hard and it paid off do you want to speak a bit more about the event and yeah so well it was a couple of weeks ago and i hosted my first ever exhibition that i've coordinated my myself and it was celebrating the first birthday of collaborate at first sight i should have said actually that collaborate at first sight at first sight is CAFs is yeah that's non-abbreviation yeah. that's the opposite of abbreviation CAFs <laughs> CAFs luckily it's like a quite a nice little, it flows it flows so yeah we had an exhibition and it was incredible so everyone who exhibited work in the exhibition had come to one of our networking events and the um the part of what CAFs is is that it is a community mm-hmm. it's supposed to be I'm still trying to figure out exactly what CAFs is because it mm-hmm. is only a year old and it's just an idea I had one day in my bedroom and my friend Beth has helped me make it real because mm-hmm. she was working at Old Red Bus Station and Name of Saskia yeah, was inbred and, and Saskia <laughs> so well Beth is one who was who helped me facilitate putting it on she she organised the space for mm-hmm. it to be I could put it on for free I want to make networking accessible for creatives um, to just meet each other I just I want to break down the barriers I want it to mm-hmm. be informal I want people to feel comfortable I just mm-hmm. I hate rules <laughs> I hate I hate structure and you hate feeling I'm, I'm putting words in mouth here but sometimes creativity is so I don't have to say it's kind of like so driven it's so judgmental sometimes yes. it's like I'm more creative than you you're more creative do you know what I mean it and the so... word authenticity gets thrown around mm-hmm. so much now and I'm like I don't even want to use the word authentic but yeah I don't know I just I just want people to come along and be themselves and mm-hmm. uh, feel comfortable and, and, and just yeah meet other people who are like minded and just feel supported mm-hmm. um, in their creativity creative journey um whether they're making money off their art or not like mm-hmm. it's not money's not important that's why literally i am not for profit i yeah. have not made any money off doing this the raffle did quite well yeah, but duh. that is a year's worth five of pounds work and win I, I made like a hundred pounds <laughs> from the raffle and I've put a year of my life into CAF yeah. so far. Um, and we had artists selling their work in the exhibition mm-hmm. at an art market. And you had your amazing, I can't remember what their name was, but I believe Gentleman, am I correct? Uh, so he we had painting the live painting from Jamie Sheridan. Jamie Sheridan did a live painting with Sam SD Mastering on Instagram. Yeah, his set, his live music set. DJ set and Jamie did a live painting to that and my mum bought the painting at the mm-hmm. end of it Your which is, is quite incredible I did not pressure her to do that um, <laughs> but 
it was but it just shows a very your mum had never seen calves in full and none of us had seen yeah. calves in full flow like that before and everything that's just what i wanted worked. to be and it, I... was the, it was the it was the full not i want full more form, of that yeah yeah but it's after a year and where calves is now and ask a question it was really exciting it was the full form the i moment. don't think it's going to be something that makes me any money but that's not what's important to me that's like, what makes creative special the important thing to me is connecting people to each other facilitating connections mm. i've always been i've moved around a lot when i was a kid mm. like i i have not had a stable upbringing mm-hmm. but that has given me these tools that mean that i can talk to anyone yeah. i go to new places all the time and i can talk to anyone even though i find it quite overwhelming making new friends like and being in new situations at the same time like mm-hmm. i've had to do it because it's just something i've had to do growing up because of the circumstances i've been in so but I, do think I may it... as well like utilize that tool that mm. basically it's essentially come from a trauma. I've turned yeah. it into something that I want to like actually use as a tool to like survive in life yeah. and, and use it for good. I think in that breath as well, genuinely, that makes you, a... I'm not even trying to hype it because not only are my friend also on the podcast, but at the same time, I think that makes you a real professional creative like an actual person that knows why they're in the industry they're not just like i like this like you know that you're an industry that support is meant to be supported it's something Mm. that's really lost Mm. in the everything and the the nepotism the kind of bitchiness all of the kind of negative things that get associated with the creative industry obviously the bitchiness stuff is more kind of with fashion sometimes but Creative, well, it's all across. It's across all of it. It's across all of it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Also, I want to. There's two, two last bits before we finish, and one is something that I you spoke to me about the other day, and I was like, they're talking about something really that is interesting to me. Is how off the back of Cuffs and you did your entrepreneurship course. Mm, Yeah. Well, uh, so Hatch is the entrepreneurship course that i did um i don't know if it's entrepreneur is that the right word for it i don't yeah. i just call it that it's just yeah like yeah it's a it's a it was called it. hatch uh and it was the launchpad program with hatch and it's a charity organization and they help entrepreneurs from disadvantaged backgrounds essentially like give them kind of give grow, them, grow your skills yeah, yeah it's a course to to learn about things I think financing ent- entrepreneurship you just think fucking hell she's off to dragon's den do you know what i mean yeah it's a yeah it's like a little dragon's den crash course so at the mm-hmm. end of it you pitch after having um 12 weeks of cohort sessions and expert sessions it was all online based all online i'd really recommend anyone who's got a small small business idea yeah, you to check to pyra- it out you even tried to pyramid scheme me <laughs> well it's not even because i was not, really skeptical of it and i was that. worried and i because they reached out to me they contacted me through caps and oh, were like that. oh we i never i never knew that they'd reached out to you through caps. yeah That's amazing they 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 were like oh we've seen what you're up to and we think that you'd be an ideal candidate for this course so i was like oh god this is just another internet scam Mm -hmm. and then they were like oh yeah if you're giving click the link in my bio (laughs) yeah if you're not if you're not if you're not financially like well off enough Mm -hmm. we actually offer we have a bursary so you just have email us with your circumstances and we'll give you so they paid for it it was only 50 quid and they paid for it they they paid my 50 pounds so i did this course for free and I've so now really got access to well. a network myself of now other entrepreneurs who all have completely different ideas. There's some people who had similar ideas to me as well. But mm. it was a very supportive community of people who just wanted to like learn what they needed to do next to make it work. Well, I guess that, that leads 
per- like not even did that leads perfectly into my final question that yeah. I've kind of asked at the end of every podcast because how whenever I had meetings and I bring people into the roster I want to work with them anyone who's listened to podcasts all the way through this is literally the last episode aside from the final roundup this is my last collaboration episode will be sick of me saying this but it's kind of like those Billy Eilish interviews when where do you see yourself in a year and I asked her three questions of how do you see yourself in your brand now where do you see it going and what is your aspiration for like something that seems it doesn't even have to be in terms of cash just in yourself as a creative I'll obviously repeat them when we're going through them but by the way most unrealistic collaboration or future goal god i mean like okay i don't even know where to start there's so many ideas that i have i hate asking it there's so many ideas i have so to attack the attack sounds a bit aggressive but to approach the first question which is kind of how do you see see your brand now and what do you portray it and see it as that was the same thing just in different words (laughs) how does it now um it's a small community of creatives that i have organically facilitated Mm -hmm. within a year in leeds through running these free events and the event that I ran with the exhibition was the first one that I've ever ticketed at a price. Did you have to pay for the venue in the end or was it a free? No, it was free venue. And so that is really, I, I wouldn't be able to do it if mm-hmm. if places weren't able to just yeah, yeah, 100%. give me the space for free. But to be honest, there's so many places that like have these empty spaces that aren't being used for anything mm-hmm. in the weekdays anyway. Mm-hmm. Where The amount of people that came because the turnout was truly truly they're getting people through the door who are buying drinks on a wednesday um who wouldn't be who wouldn't be spending money there otherwise and hedra will give it to them because me and tia were looking for our event and we kind of got some prices and stuff so well it's part of the whole collaboration yeah they're 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 a team of creatives because leeds has so many amazing creatives that you have to yeah you just it's it and that's that's another thing it's through trying to create a community you're also exploring your own community mm-hmm. and seeing who is willing to be part of your community mm-hmm. and and genuinely like help without any of the like yeah i don't know i, know I do not yeah. have a couple of hundred quid in the bank yeah, to hire a venue also when you do evening. it you're kind of like the facilitator for your creatives kind of cafes is like a very homely thing where kind of you don't want to make people pay because you're helping them they're also engaging with you so but i'd like it to, i'd like it to be able to benefit everyone who's mm-hmm. involved 100%. and so it, it is a benefit to the venue that mm-hmm. i have it in because it brings people to it that might not have been there before mm-hmm. it brings them in on a weekday mm-hmm. evening when people aren't usually yeah, deciding to go and maybe get grab a pint mm-hmm. because they're sitting down and having a chat with someone they just met it's you know it's supposed to be it's, a, it's an organism and then that leads to kind of where do you see it going so now that you kind of want to branch out to manchester that's a yes. big thing isn't so i'm it? moving to manchester in the summer and i'm looking to as i'll be based there i will want to start running events there so do you think you'll still come back to leeds yes, because definitely. Like, I, are you kind of working with unis to kind of keep promoting it and so i've been in conversation with leeds arts with the marketing team about trying to bring CAFs into leeds arts and mm-hmm. work out how there's nothing could... there's nothing like it and like my course especially like, we do so many collaboration modules we collaborate with fashion photography we do that we do that but then it's never an open choice where you can it's very much that you're collaborating yeah. with fashion photography structured yeah it's, you're with this department that yeah. department whereas what you do le- le- it's the organicness so of it things. and like yeah. for me with a, the agency and stuff if I were to take this further it wouldn't just be me I'd need a graphics person I'd need a photographer like obviously I've got photographers that I trust and we have on the agency 
fancy but the system that you've got going is amazing to actually let people choose when they want this collaboration yeah because when well, when you create a community of people they want to help each other rather than it being I remember same when I was at uni being told we could collaborate with creative writing and pop music or mm -hmm. something like that we and I was like well I don't know those people I don't know who they are I don't mm -hmm. even know their names I don't know their faces I don't know these people and you haven't introduced me to them so mm -hmm. how am 100%. I supposed to collaborate with them so that's what I'm doing mm -hmm. is creating uh, facilitating that. the environment for that but also to, to like engage individuals that kind of yeah. want to put themselves forward and sometimes it could be a shy individual that haven't met yes hasn't so that's something that's quite important to me because well what I think one of your questions for this last last question mm -hmm. was like where do you see yourself going or yeah, like in the next, the next year one. well it was so, it's more so this one more now is like where you see you going and then the following one is kind of super aspirational goal, like a, a big thing but well, something I'd really like to explore is is hosting um, events that are like accessible for people with different needs. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to work with people who have experience um, working with people who have maybe like learning difficulties. Make maybe more, like include like, like sensory stuff. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I mean, I'm dyslexic, so I've got that on this house. We've my... got the ADHD. We've got this is dyslexic. Yeah, we've got I'm, it all yeah, here. I've got. I've got a... <laughs> Yeah, quite a wide range of friends with neurodivergent yeah. They're a special, traits. special group. <laughs> um, so, like, for example, like an autism-friendly mm -hmm. networking event, like I would, I'd like to learn how to facilitate 100%. that in a... In and a... that's tapping, like, I hate, obviously you're not doing that because of market, but if you look at it, so say if I was like an agency that invested in yours, the marketing unique selling point of that is already amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because accessibility is so important. Yeah. I've always been, I've been interested in that since the first year of my degree when I didn't know that this is, you know, th and this was is that before. You did your... Well, yeah, I did a project on visual impairment and because mm -hmm. I was particularly interested in accessibility, like within museums then. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do a project that was multi-sensory because it's great. Because it's great. Mm -hmm. it's great. And, and, and it makes it more accessible. Like, why wouldn't you want more people to be included yeah this world is full of like so many mm -hmm. different people and there's just so much exclusion mm -hmm. and that's and you don't realize it till you come to uni because i feel like when you're obviously younger like people don't ever talk about the, like their neurodivergency because it, it's kind of it's not as easy to talk about but i think maybe because all of us creatives are so chaotic anyway we, we just i mean me and sassy for example we'll just offload anything we're like yes we're chaos mm. and then that's when you get to know so it's a great thing to do yeah for the last one so i can take away phoebe's actually at knife point here for the whole thing is what i always find it a bit hard to explain this one because it's what for you yourself or your brand with the biggest dream collaboration or like where you see yourself going that seems almost unrealistic but to the point where if you spoke about it it's kind of spoken into existence okay do you sense? know who i want to work with mm -hmm. i really want to work with tyler the creator yes right? i've admired him before. since i was 14 years old when my friend tilly showed me odd future Mm -hmm. and um seeing what he's done and what he's built like he's a multidisciplinary artist mm -hmm. yes he like originally well he's best known, known i suppose for his music yeah. but actually his not fashion, even his fashion as well because golf is he's so done, so he's done the converse thing and he yeah he's done all the fashion he did that not golf, nuts and golf bolts had me in a chokehold when i was 16 he 
he's just he's such an interesting mm-hmm. person and, and he's I identify so much with like how I think he sees the world mm-hmm. um, and like his curiosity about life and like expressing himself and also being comfortable to express himself yeah. and that's all I really want I want to find like I want to foster a community of people who are comfortable to just fully express themselves and be themselves and yeah you do only have one life and mm-hmm. so just have to fucking grab it by the balls. So and how, sorry to cut you off that, how would you envisage like a collaboration and what it be? I don't even know. I mm-hmm. just, I, it's I, just, I just know like, that he you, is someone. If you met him, it would kind of fall into place. Yeah, because like, I mean, yeah. there's so many different things that we could do. I think it, the thing is, I'm not someone that can, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an in the moment person. You're a jack of all trades. So. I, I, I think a lot of, I, I think a lot about the future. I have my daydreams, but I try to stay as present as I can. So mm-hmm. I really couldn't give you an answer now because it's something that will have to it will be it'll depend on where mm-hmm. i'm at that yeah, the time 100%. that i eventually and hopefully meet him mm-hmm. and he you will. hopefully it's now the whole point of this like <laughs> is that you put out onto the world and maybe who knows it might happen and well if he thinks i'm all right then we might and it, yeah if we get on then we might end up collaborating so he's someone i'd love to collaborate with we'll see well i don't know on what but something with sound mm-hmm. and something with that's kind of well it kind of links to what you were saying something that could be physically audibly in game everything yeah. for every sensory yeah position and uh, positions the wrong meaningful meaningful yeah. connections something that can touch anyone of any divergency as such or yeah. any disability or any ableness whatever however it works makes a lot of sense yeah. well that kind of brings a very natural and lovely wrap in this podcast so thank you so much thank you for having for me for being the last my last collaboration on this podcast well congrats i'm quite sad to see it go smashed I mean, it still yet to edit them <laughs> yeah i hope i wasn't like rustling oh, too fine. much Nothing that a Derby audition can't fix. So yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.